Howdy, and welcome to the Won't Shut Up and Skate podcast, episode number dos, two. 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 Number two. 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 Three in your hearts, because we did an episode zero, and then one, and now we're doing two. Got to make an episode for the zeros. This is the Texas History Skateboarding Podcast. And a lot of other stuff, but the history and importance of Texas history and the lack of recognition we feel we deserve and mm. the deep story. Hmm? The lack of recognition we deserve? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, English is a thing. The recognition we deserve and didn't get. True. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> how are you doing, Chip? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, but that's what we're about. If you listen to episode zero and episode one, you know that we are trying to rebuild and get a much uh, better painted picture of Texas history and, dare I say, deep dive again into the stories and the culture that shaped us and mean a lot. And, of course, the history that we need to claim in the skateboarding world. Something like that, kind of. And know. as ever, we are your two resident loudmouths. I am Carrie Jackson, a.k.a. Carjack, and this is my co-host, Chip Queso. There you have it. So, hey, we are getting started here in the 70s. What were you doing yesterday, Carjack? Why couldn't I get a hold yes, of you? Yesterday was a busy day in the skateboard world here in Austin, Texas. It was. There was a large group of awesome volunteers over at the Lizard Ditch building a new feature that they're calling the Rocket Pocket. Rocket Pocket. So there's about to be, you know, give it a day or two, let the concrete cure, let them get the coping figured out. But by the end of this week, there's going to be a brand new feature there making an already badass DIY skate spot even better. And it should all be ready to go for the big Sherry's Wheels anniversary party curb bash contest coming up on uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, and if you listen to the previous episode, now we're two episodes that we've mentioned an event that hasn't happened but already happened. I mean, yeah, by the time <laughs> you hear this, boy, that, that contest was badass. Was it uh, Gavin did something rad, right? He did yeah, something yeah, rad. Yeah. I think it's all over. It's blown up. It's like a million views, whatever. So in any case, while that was going on, um, I had a very busy week at work and I was a little off the grid. I was not checking my social media, including maybe several uh, notifications I got regarding this podcast from uh, my illustrious co-host and our uh, erstwhile collaborator, contributor, and uh, man about the boards, John Miller. Um, I was just busy working on the Texas heat welding. That's what I do for a living. And I you know, was a little brain dead from, from 112 degree which is what my truck told me it was. So I'm believing oh, my yeah. truck over the dang weatherman. But it was hot and I was a little out of the loop. So I didn't even know that was happening at Lizard Ditch or I would have made every effort to be there and help pour that concrete because I love that. What I did instead was I got hit up by our good buddy, Kenny Wayne, with uh, his own little fantastic backyard scene going. He's got the DIY driveway with the, the concrete quarter pipe wave ramp and the pyramid and all that. Then he's got the really cool half pipe that... He and Mad Max and Sean Rylander and that whole crew have been adding to. They made it turn a corner. It's an elbow now. And uh, recently, Jason Schmally and I went and helped them do some concrete poured-in-place coping on the long side of the elbow. It's beautiful. But they didn't have anything done for the hip side of the elbow, which has a really nice piece of um, oil stem pipe that none of us wanted to get rid of. We thought that coping was really good. So we wanted to keep the metal coping going on that side. So I brought some some pipe over there, some leftovers from the X Games when uh, the X Games was here in Austin back in 2014, 15, 16. 
when it packed up and left town, um, they were going to throw away a bunch of steel. And I said, how about you just let me load that on a trailer? And they did. And I've got all this cool metal pipe that was used in the X games. And I brought some of that over there. So it would live on in infamy at Kenny's ramp. And we welded that together around the hip. And uh, there's a nice new addition there now. So tell the folks oil fill field pipe specifically why is that better than just your standard well the oil stem pipe also known as sucker rod is a nice uh schedule 40 That's what it is. yeah sucker rod because it sucks the oil right out of the ground and it comes in 32 to 40 foot lengths that um, are bell ended and you can screw them together um, but with all that spinning and driving it into the depths of the earth, thousands of feet down, it gets worn and it gets worn away, eroded and pitted up. And if you've ever seen gnarly old cast iron looking coping that has little golf ball divots in it and pits, that's usually oil field pipe. And the other benefit to it is when they're done with it from the oil field, they think it's trash, so you can buy it for less than half of what brand new regular steel pipe costs. So it's awesome. And it's why we will probably mention several times the arguably best coping ever on the face of the earth. Would that from be from the, the skate park of Houston? The Chiquita ramp, yep. which had very similar... Um, it's not to be duplicated. And I that know the diamond large. grind is tried, but yeah. it's not quite the same. Well, and also the Chiquita coping wasn't just a two inch oil filled pipe. It was two and a half inch. It was bigger diameter. That's right. You could get up on that. Yeah, jet. it was big. So yeah. All right. Carjack building skateboarding and continuing on with doing that quick and early, uh, shout out to Jeff Newton, Zorlak, and once again, won't shut up and skate inspired by that famous logo. Uh, shout out to Tim and Chris and the big boys for the music that they allow us to play at the beginning and at the end of this and et cetera. A big shout out to, uh, John Miller there and Eureka street creative and, uh, producing this podcast. And we've got some other shout outs and stuff, but uh, very, 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 we've got a very, 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 very special guest. Hey man, you're about to get into copyright infringement. Let's not get sued on episode I didn't say special, two. special, 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 special. I said, because you know what? You know, we listened to the, to the nightclub and it's all cool in that. And their guest might be special, but we have a very, very, very special guest. OG writer originally from georgia i found out but uh since two years old in corpus christi man of the hour and our illustrious first interview here on won't shut up and skate we'd like to introduce mr jimmy gonzalez hello hello jimmy g here Hey, hey Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, man. We Welcome. really appreciate having you here. I got the privilege of recently getting to be at a really cool session at Brushy Skate Park with a lot of people that There's showed like up. There was 40 or 50 people there. Oh, there was more than that. It was yeah. a big session. I heard 85. Yeah, that sounds more about right. There was a lot of people oh, so there. so they surpassed your age number? Yeah, and it was for yeah. your 70th birthday. And yep. you're 70. still rolling and grinding the deep end of the Brushy Creek Bowl. I and got I got on coping it did not grind this year that's all right man. maybe you're showing off your scars on at your at least elbow a couple earlier. of those things look like you got some some grinds in some at least some scratchers but I, I thought but can't verify and that's an annual event you've been doing for how long now at brushy that, creek that was sixth year sixth year in a row uh last year it was the 69 at the 69 bowl because of course brushy creek bowl is molded after the famous skate park of houston indoor or skate park of austin excuse me yep. uh indoor six and nine foot bowl 
and this is the one at Brushy Creek, and that's where you hold it every year. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it, but I am proud to say that you and I have birthdays in the same week. That's correct. July 25th? 24th. There you go. Damn Leos. Damn Leos. My buddy, <laughs> my buddy Bob Fox is July 26th, and there's like a couple of other people I know that are right in that age group um, that are... Uh, also Leo's that we share that with. So, so there was a point at that session where I looked around and I realized the average age of the people at that session was, I was probably right in the middle of it. Um, and then Joey and Michelle showed up and immediately brought the age <laughs> down quite a bit just by them two showing up. The average age at the park, uh, it was 1,014 a, years. Well, it, was just, it was a bunch of people in their 40s and 50s and right, 60s. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. A few folks in their 30s, and then it was like three or four guys in their 20s that were skating. Oh, yeah. And, and then from, Joey and Michelle showed up, and it was like, oh, they just doubled the number of young people here. And Joey and Michelle have been skating probably, I mean, they're only in their early 20s, so they mm, were, you I know. I think they're mid-to-late 20s. Mid-to-late 20s, so, but coming out, and of course, people from all over Texas, Houston, Dallas, I don't know where else they showed up, but in your respect, Mr. Uh, Jimmy. Chris Clark. A uh, good friend of mine flew down from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. So his annual thing, you can pretty much look for that, The whatever the Saturday is around the 24th, 25th Correct. in July, and that's when that happens. And so that's a cool thing, and obviously part of the reason that you're here, because we are focused on Texas history. And you know what, sir? Sir? It's not just my dad. <laughs> sir? You are part of that, and you are integral in that. In fact, I guess when I mentioned earlier, and you you mentioned to me you were born in Georgia and you came here in Texas at two, um, I'm going to ask uh, the Department of Texan Clarification, Carrie Jackson, would that uh, two years old, he's, he's qualified as a Texan now. Sure. Hank Hill found out he wasn't actually born in Texas, and he was naturalized, so J Jimmy counts. We're, we're claiming him. He's, <laughs> okay. he's one of us. Okay. We're All taking right. him. He's, okay. he's Team Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. We're not All letting right. him go. We just want to let you know. We just want to let you know. And, and when, when Jimmy came in, I'm looking at this book. I'll just show it in the camera because you're listening to us and you can't see, but we'll post a picture. But it is The Complete Book of Skateboarding by Laura Torbett, 1976, and I have never seen this book, and it is freaking fantastic in there but there's a lot of stuff from new york is there anything from texas in here Did i you don't look? remember Have you, looked? you don't know oh i've read it from cover to cover all right well but then we'll put that aside but that is really cool and you brought that out and nostalgia is kind of what about this podcast is about but uh with the interview here with you jimmy we also want to give you some love because as you look into the camera if you're seeing you're seeing this caller times corpus christi article and it's not a blurb it's a full-on article. On the front page. On the front page. <laughs> and continuing for a continuing. couple pages after. And then you also had a news edit that's gone viral, right? Pretty much? USA Today owns, or they're part of Corpus Christi Caller Time, and yeah, I've had 1.1 million views on it. That's awesome. 1.1 <laughs> million. Texas is the reason. But one of the most notable things about this article is this is technically a follow-up article because True. correct they did an article with you what in 79 yeah 45 years ago i was the well jeff bauer and i we were the crazy old men married with kids still skateboarding how old uh at 25 but I remember being like 14, 15 years old, and the idea of a 25-year-old skateboarder back then, right. to me, it was, was kind of crazy. It, why are you still playing with that toy? And I was, well, not... Exactly. Yeah. We've heard that forever. 
What you're all doing that? You're gonna get hurt. Yep, we know. And the we best know. answer was because it's fun. No, oh. like why would I stop? And yeah, exactly. So yeah, we. And I remember thinking like, I like that. I'm never going to stop. There you go. So we're going to dig into that as we go through, but a little bit of kind of taking it back. Let's take it way, way back. Spin it back, way back. Let's go way back. In the episode one, we mentioned a lot about what we knew already in the early days. And you'll hear this, Jimmy, but since, uh, by the way, we should mention this. If you're joining in, you happen to see photos. uh, No, we didn't wear these clothes for a month and then record this episode. We've recorded two episodes today and we haven't been smart enough to change our clothes. You would I think I would have at least thought of it. And we still have uh, Cockfight in the background. We have Fuck You from We're From Texas. We have a Rainy Bears board. Uh, you got your Thrasher shirt. I got my old school lunchbox skateboard. And you got your Don't Mess With Texas plug. Not a sponsor yet. Not a sponsor yet, but don't we're hopeful. Litter. Don't, don't litter. Don't mess don't with litter, Texas. Kids. Don't mess I mean, with Texas. Don't mess with it. Right. Don't mess with us. And... Of course, as Jimmy's not pointing at his two chest pieces, he's wearing a Pro Design shirt, which is Wild probably Bill. a couple of things. One, you sport the sport the pads. Yep. Two, you know Wild Bill, and Absolutely. and we're close with him, and understand his importance. And rocking that T-shirt is rocking respect, and it's a perfect place to do that. So cool. So yeah, I will probably never change my profile picture again. I'm just gonna leave it that. Yeah. You know. Okay. We're, we're, we're pretty good with that, Jimmy. We think that's okay. Yeah. And in the last episode, as you kind of heard, because you walked in on us as we were kind of finishing, you walked in like mom walks in the door without asking, shut down the computer or the, put the magazine into the bed, whatever. You know what I'm going with. I was what trying to make you a doing? Joke, trying to make a joke, but it didn't happen. God dang it. Anyway, um, as you came into the, we were talking about the old days and, and really the early stuff. And one of the arguments we have to make, and I'm sure this argument is made by you and your buddies, but Corpus Christi is undervalued, under, you know, underappreciated and under, you know, known. That's not the right word I want to think of, but for skateboarding, not just in Texas, but South Texas skateboarding. Yeah, yeah, South Texas, but Corpus yeah. Christi a lot. Under-recognized, it, it, for under-recognized. sure. Under-recognized, yeah. and that is something that part of the argument we want to make, because if we go back in history and why you're here, because you can tell us from, you know, they call that the horse's mouth, exactly, is that yep. the, the phrase? <laughs> is that, again, folks, this is a history lesson, and we want people to pay attention. We want people to help us put this puzzle together, because it's not going to be an episode that's all linear, as Carjack mentioned. But a quick refresher, 1965 and 66, there were a couple of skate parks. They died with the fad of skateboarding that Christmas of 66. And then in May, I'm sorry, March 3rd of 76, Carlsbad, California was built. At the same time being built in May of 1976, it opened in Corpus Christi, and that was Holly Hill Skate Park. Two months different. And dare we are going to ask a question that you mentioned before. I'll get to it in a minute about it may not have been that much of a difference as we thought coming from somebody who knows what's going on and was there. And so when we look back at Texas history, really, Jimmy, when we look back at skateboarding history, Corpus Christi was a hotbed for it. And, you know, kind of talk about, you know, give us a quick kind of attention about the whole surfing to skating and sir and kind of where you remember that kind of like clicking from waves to wheels when we were young and we would go to the beach Padre island i remember begging my parents please let me rent the surfboard please they were like 
25 cents an hour. Oh, wow. No, you can't do that. Yeah, it's too expensive. Think, yeah, it was 50 cents for three hours. Yeah. Finally, one time, I think I was probably, it was before elementary, so I was probably around five, and I haven't found the picture again, but I'm laying on the surfboard and laying next to the sand, and I actually got to drag one out because they were huge okay. monsters, heavy, dinged all up, and I took it out there and rode a couple of waves in, and I was like, that's pretty cool, you know? And uh, later, what happened during the late 50s, early 60s, then I heard the term somewhere or another. It had to be on the AM radio. Sidewalk surfing had become a thing. A trend, a, a yeah, fad. A, a, a fad. fad. They, you know, hula hoops. <laughs> uh, Frisbee's still around, obviously. But hula hoops aren't Yeah, good, it, but was, yeah. it was a fad. I had bought a pair of roller skates probably around five years old. I remember things that you really shouldn't remember. I rode the bus from my house in Corpus to downtown. It was a nickel, but that's a round trip. And I had, right? I, think, I had a saved nickel. up, yeah, I had like saved up like $4 bills. And I went looking all around downtown. And finally there was a GI surplus upstairs, walked up there and looked all around stuff. Pair of roller skates, clamp on the little key. Got them, used them for a while. Didn't really, it was okay. Real quick. So my argument, not it's an argument, it's true. Our, our four wheels came from their eight wheels. This also happened for you. That's correct. Wow. All right, and continue. They were, That's rad. I remember them specifically. They were 298. I had some change left over. They had little red hubcaps on them. Um, little bitty, I think it's 5 sixteenths nut that goes on the edge. Uh, anyway. Got bored with that in the summer after first grade. Don't know whether I was six or seven, but right around that time, I hammered them flat on the driveway best I could. After I'd taken them apart, obviously, it had two little bolts in the center. Took them apart, nailed them to a piece of one by six. They printed one inch by six inch. That's not right, but it's okay. So it was a piece of one by six, and I think I cut little corner off each one to know which one was front ways for some reason i started off goofy mongo and the people that don't know that it's starting with your left foot on the back of the skateboard taking some pushes and putting your right foot on the front so that was the very first ride when i rolled i had had a, a handed like scooter razor type thing that was okay, but too. But it wasn't a razor back then. It was, no, it was, it was the just a scooter. It was a skateboard with a, a handle, a yeah, bar. Yeah, basically. And um, that was okay, too. But when I rolled down the driveway, free-handed, my so, life so, changed. Yep. So I this, swear the sound, the feel. Now, these are steel wheel, loose-bearing skateboard. You know, no wheels. grip at all. <laughs> No, you usually <laughs> and you feel every out. piece of sand on oh, the driveway. Oh yeah, every crack and everything. But the feeling, I was immediately hooked. That rush, which we all look for today. So clarify, because again, we're here to dig, and so I'm interested—not too much to dig, but I mean, in this regard, the skates. So there's this whole thing about the girls had skates and the boys put the skateboards and da 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 da. And you've seen pictures. Did you see it? Do you think you independently thought of it? Do you think you saw it? Do you think you saw somebody who had a handle off a scooter that broke off? Do you do you have any inclination? That I don't remember. All I know is I knew it had to be handle less 
because it was called sidewalk surfing. Okay, so it's you basically. I didn't see anything. Right, you, you, you had to be the AM radio from hearing yes, the term right. sidewalk and I, surfing. And I had tried to at least float on a wave. Wow. Okay, early. so folks, mark this on the tape here in episode two because this is super important. Simultaneously, simultaneously, we were doing the same things that everybody else was doing. You heard somebody. Rolling on a board. Yep. How do you get that board? You don't have anything that rolls, <laughs> and you find something that rolls because that's the only thing that works. And so ingenuity, DIY, yep. and a little bit of like MacGyverness, which yep. wasn't a thing then yet. And so I think that's really super key because we're talking six, seven years old. You were what year would that have been? 1960. 1960. We did. We there is history of some boards in the 50s, and yes. I think there's some old famous actors, Frank Sinatra, uh, uh, somebody riding a board. And New York yep. and that sort of thing. But simultaneously, these dudes, and we also give a shout out to Jeff Bauer, who's going to be somebody we talked to. He's yep. up in the Dallas area now. He was in Corpus Christi. But you dudes had, you had, not you alone or not taking claim, but you somehow had an idea to think about that and put the wheels make it on happen. it and make it happen yep. from putting some skates and putting it on a board. Yep. Okay, mark that tape because... We're trying to prove some stuff, and right there is facts, and it, that's important. Absolute. And again, not giving you credit for the first, but no. hell, you're the first dude I know in Texas. So, yeah. so we know, we know somebody we know. who was skateboarding in Texas in 1960. 1960 correct. And by disassembling roller skates and putting it on a board, clamp on. Yeah, I remember. Wait a minute. Texas is the reason. F you. We're from Texas. We're not trying to be cocky, but god dang it, we deserve some recognition. And Jimmy. That's stoked. I didn't know that about you. I'm so, freaking stoked about that. How does that progress to the point of where a skate park gets built in Corpus Christi? Super good. My next board, I don't remember, had to be a couple of years later, probably early elementary school, mm -hmm. was a uh, 15 toe. Mm -hmm. Bought it at Woolco. Woolco doesn't exist anymore. Was that a Nash? No, uh, I don't know. Okay. I, there was blue and red ones. But it said 15 had, toes on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. And I think it was only three screws holding the trucks on. But uh, steel wheel, loose bearings, $2.98. Oh, could nice. not afford. <laughs> listen. So you could buy a skateboard and then a couple of years later, you could get a subscription to Thrash for the same change. Right. <laughs> I could not afford the larger one, which I wanted. It was three ninety eight. So I'm like, well. I'll you couldn't afford another dollar. God no, damn inflation. No way. So that that happened. And about six, late 66, 67. So the year I was born. <laughs> com, uh, composite clay wheel. Mm -hmm. I bought at Woolco another another board. Sh Chicago somethings? Uh, uh, it had Chicago type it was, trucks. It was originally from roller skating, which Chicago, Illinois is one of the big roller skating right. yeah. meccas. And they were doing the wheels because, and they also had wooden wheels on roller skates. But anyway. I, I didn't know that. But um, then I progressed. Uh, and I need to point out on the steel wheels, I remember specifically writing both my homemade and the steel wheel board that I'd bought on, at my elementary school. I'm sorry. So I bought homemade? homemade and the, the one yeah. that I bought. Okay. Home, oh, the homemade board. Correct. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant homemade wheels. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> and the clay wheel at both of my junior highs, which neither one exists. Right. They're both gone. Uh, that's when the Hobie honeycombed when uh, the boards kind of came out. I had, and I think he mentioned it, it was the GNS, the Piperflex 
No. There was the Fiberflex. There was mm. the foil tail. There was... Um, it was a, a blue... I had the blue swirled. And was it the fiberglass board? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I had with clay wheels. Interesting point for people that know Corpus Christi, Texas. One summer, I guess it was the summer of 68, I wanted to ride on the smooth, smooth hallways of Parkdale Plaza, an old shopping center. I lived on close to Nyla McArdle, and I rode my clay wheel board, pushed it all the way to Parkdale Plaza, which is on Staples past Everhart. How, Not, many, how many miles no. do you think that was? Several? Three miles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> On clay wheels. On clay wheels. <laughs> and, what was, and what was left? But you, That's a very good point, because when I got back home, I'm like, what the shit? <laughs> no shit. Yeah. They were freaking in, in, worn down, like, what? So, yeah, all the rocks that you stuck into, you had to pick them out, because they're going to do it just wore the wheels away. Yeah. So Jimmy is also the inventor of the small wheel trend in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> True. Side note. I, I'm assuming, ways. Did, you, did you change those wheels out at some point? It kind of fell to the, to the backside because I had a 67 Camaro. Ah. Iconic. No. That's where the ladies were looking at you. No. It was, it was in supposedly... The number two Camaro sold in Corpus at Lou Williams Chevrolet. My parents paid. They traded in a 60 Chevrolet. My mother cried because there's nothing wrong with it. But she wanted to get that car with for me. So when I later I could have it. Well, I've always been the silver tongue devil. And I drove that car for two years with no driver's license. <laughs> Before you're old enough. Oh, yeah. 14 to 16. <laughs> Scandal. <laughs> That's I, awesome. I drove it to junior high in the... Junior high. Who's who's driving to... Hey, uh, we're at junior high. He's got the car. It, it was band practice, and they said, uh, you know you can't park on our property. You don't have a license. I said, okay. Moved across the street. <laughs> hey, man, that's a hardship anyway. license. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't you, even get that. Yeah. That was too old. Well, you just tell people. Anyway, that's I kind of took a break, but... Moved down to the valley, and I was motocrossing down there. I'm I'm a little guy, you know, five five and shrinking, but uh, I had like a Yamaha 400. Why? Why? There's pictures. Nice. <laughs> yeah. He brought a photo album, and, and we'll be referring to some of that. But uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, anyway, long story short, they confronted me at work one day because I wasn't going to work as I should be, and I'm like, oh, you know, screw y'all, I'm gone, and I. Didn't have any job, nowhere to go, and had to end up coming back towards Corpus. And I needed the adrenaline fix. And lo and behold, there was a little skate shop. I want to say it was on Alameda. And I went in there, a little bitty place. Yeah, I can help you. And I'm like, what are those? He goes, oh, those are urethane wheels. Yep. Uh, how do you spell that? Yeah, I, that was way out of my league. And I'm like, can I see one? And he handed it to me. It was a power paw. Yeah. Real soft outside edges had a bad tendency to cone because that was a point. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I said I, I needed to get something for the adrenaline. So I got me a California Expression, little bitty kick turn. I think Wayne Brown made it. Okay. And it was four by 26, Excalibur trucks, power paws, and sealed bearings. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> when I asked if you changed the wheels, 
explain for some of our younger listeners who might not have ever had the pleasure of trying loose to wheel. change loose bearings. Oh, yeah. What was that like? Do not do it on the driveway because you have to go them. find a magnet yep. to find your little So to clarify, balls. the bearings before didn't have housing. So no. if you loosened the nut and the washer that was there after double the up, nut or double, double washer, yeah. the bearings fell out. Correct. Yep. Or you your had wheel to put them in your hand or whatever. Yeah, and then your wheel would like be a floppy mess. Yeah, and, and you would just grind a quick halt. Yep. That's loose bearings. So you went into a skate shop. A little skate shop. And you not only had one... But two things, sealed bearings and rear thing wheels. And and you got those. And what did you notice immediately? Smoothness. Unbelievable smoothness. Because it's you're thinking in your mind, this is like rubber in the sealed bearings. You know, it was amazing. Yeah. Totally amazing. Even though it was tiny. And, of course, I have to call Jeff Bauer. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Bauer. But so and let and, him know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna have lots to say about oh, yeah. it. He'll he'll certainly be listening to this. But so at that point, so a year again, do you can you throw a year at me? 75. 75. Okay, so 75 skateboarder magazine was already in operation, but not in it was in print. It was just coming back. Just coming back as 64, 65, 60s, and then the subscription started in 77. So that's when that time, and you may or may not have seen an issue of that at the shop but at that point i'm guessing you were able to what everybody else discovered oh, wow yeah. we're not sliding out it's yeah, not hard exactly. and we're able to carve and push and, and do things so you can write on things you could never write so on. Absolutely. what is your memory of those wheels and taking it to the next step the next level the next thing the next terrain yeah the very next step for us because the board was ridiculous it was I mean, 29 inches in, no, in no, six inches. No, 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 four by 26. 26. Four by 26. Four, yeah. Super So your, your heel and your toes always are off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you're even wearing shoes, because so, Vans didn't even start till 66, so you didn't have really a skate shoe. Yeah, you wore what you wore. Well, we used to ride the the, the Converse, and I get, get to that sure. in a minute. So I called it, I need to get to that, because I called up Jeff, I'm like, Jeff, they just admitted we all got your thing, and I got seal bearings, and I got some new trucks on the board and everything. You need to get over here right away. You can ride down the driveway and it doesn't slide out. I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> he was there in like five minutes. And Jeff, that's and how awesome. old are you? And Jeff and you were the same age? Uh, no, we're 18 months off. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet that you know that. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's, that's pretty great. awesome. And, you know, I had always heard um, we met in 71 that the original uh, urethane wheel was uh, the Cadillac. The guy that invented them called them we Cadillacs. We talked about that, in the, uh, that from Nace. Because but they were the, made with loose bearings, the first yes, ones. Yes, the first right. ones. They That's hadn't correct. invented the sealed bearings. Was yet. it right. Hobie? Because no, I, no. I, no, it was Frank did it himself. No, and but, he started it and he called it Cadillac yes, because Cadillac the ride was so smooth. What I'm saying is, and this goes to only some of us that know the Never Was Page and the Never Was Crew and Edward Pigeon, uh, who was from Mississippi and a skater and important, not to Texas history, but important. He, uh, who unfortunately lost him a few year, a couple of years ago, he talked about being a Hobie surf rider and one of the first people to test out the Hobie wheels. So now I'm clicking, that was probably the wheels or the era of what you're talking about. It was, it, there was a slim window in there 
of urethane with loose bearing. Yeah. Right, right, and then right. Exactly. Urethane exactly. sealed bearing. Yeah. Correct. It changed things. Exactly. And so uh, going from skating three miles and to tiny wheels on clay to going in the skate shop and getting that and then kind of stepping up, what what do you remember next? Where do you remember next going oh, on yeah. that board and trying to do things? Uh, well, I at that time, I lived a little duplex on Alameda and it was down the street from there's a big St. Pius mm -hmm. school there in church and everything. They had a big flat area that I could ride, but we really couldn't do anything. And I want to say this is about the same time John Trice opened Island Surf and Sunwear in the mall. Jeff and I went and we got he he got a Bruce Logan Erski wooden wheels. Mm -hmm. I mean, wooden board. Wooden board. And I got the Brad. I've always liked long wheelbase since right, day Edwards. one. No, Brad Logan. Oh, Logan. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's, yes. that's fine. I was riding at that time, been at Hijackers, and Jeff was always um, a tracker guy. He had the half tracks. Later, I got the Indy 88s. I've ridden Independence only since there were 88s. Awesome. Never, oh, ever, ever switched trucks. Yeah. Never. If you're listening independent. Why switch when you got the perfect truck? Independent, not a sponsor yet, but if you're listening, Jimmy Gonzalez you has been riding be. your your trucks for 60 uh, years or so. No, no, independent trucks. Uh, 78. 78. Yeah. Okay, okay. They've been riding since the beginning, so just a shout years. out. Yeah. 46 yeah. years. Yeah, 46 <laughs> years. Yeah. But um, you, 75, you get these urethane wheels, sealed bearings, and then a fiberglass board. Less which, than mm. a year later, the skate park opens. Right. So things just must have seemed like it, they were accelerating. Oh, yeah. Is there something, but before we get to Holly Hills, is there something that you were doing before? Or is yes. There, okay. No, we used, uh, Jeff and I, there was a place off of Brownlee when 37 was just built, Crosstown at that time, uh, that had a really good downhill V we used to ride. It was I think by the housing projects, but uh, then we used to ride at V Land, and we used to ride at the Seawall. We used to ride at the police station. We used to ride all these ditches. What's V Land? V Land was the police station used to be on Brownlee, and I don't remember the other street. It was the freeways that were you know, were an eye shot of the police station, basically. What was at the courthouse? There'd be like a spot under the freeway or what? Yes, yes, a big, huge yeah, V. Yeah. And that's in that link that, you, that you've got. Okay. We rode there. We rode at uh, Gulfway Shopping Center a lot. In front of Gulfway, the whole mile length in front of the shopping center, there's angled like a little lip. Not a lip, but a oh, little nice. bank. A bank. Oh, bank, okay. That was probably... Before we rode the ditches, Did we you rode cruise that. and surf up yes. and down the bank and yep. do kick Nothing. turns or maybe 360s. It was or too little for Too us. little for that. Okay. Yeah. And then courthouse, you mentioned courthouse. Was that just. It, it was brand new at the time and it had just baby ass smooth asphalt everywhere. It had stairs and had some ledges we were trying to jump off of. We didn't know how to go up, but. Definitions for this episode baby ass smooth. Baby ass smooth. <laughs> Jimmy Gonzalez, baby ass smooth, reflecting or referring to asphalt. Asphalt. Because it's your fault, asphalt. the opposite of that would be the chip seal that the city of Austin is liking to do to all of our streets now. Oh my God. Tangent. All right. So, Jimmy, so you were doing that banks and the courthouse and some things. Yep. Uh, we've got kind of a list here. We're going to try to roll through some of those. You mentioned the police station. What was there? Uh, banks. It was, banks. It, it was banked, curved around 
it was seamed into the sidewalk. And do you remember thinking about like skating as surfing? Like you were oh, trying yeah. to create yeah, especially a wave Jeff. and hit a corner and speed and, and, and make your way back and that sort of thing. Not so much like that, just the the riding and the flowing and the maneuvers, you know? Okay, and maneuvers. So we're right there at the early uh, 77, let's say. Yeah, you started seeing Skateboarder Magazine a little bit. Were there things that you guys remember influencing from looking at that? Or do you remember you guys inventing maneuvers of any nah, sort? Or we, we, we mimicking? Mimicked. Mimic. We okay. mimic most You're doing everything. Like surf maneuvers. Correct. Yeah. I mean, just front side, back side, kick turns. Um, Fakie three sixties, real right. Okay, real all basic stuff. stuff. So then, uh, does that take us to LKTA? Oh, that's a little kick turner. That's that's okay. about that time. So what is uh, okay? So you're calling it <laughs> LKTA, little kick turn area, correct? Known more commonly as hot as hot lips ditch. That's correct. Uh, Jeff Bauer and I were the original two people who cleaned it out by hand all around. No weed eaters, just uh, brooms, shovels, hoes. Cleaned it out. It was pristine. It was beautiful. And describe that ditch, like, briefly. Uh, I mean, describe that, what that ditch is. They all go downhill. We know that. It had a side entrance to the north, so you would get back. And it was just a basic, probably only about a what, five-foot deep ditch. Yeah. It, but it was just about head high. Yeah, it was just, it was perfect. It was beautiful. Raw lip edges or yes. a flat top that you could roll flat out on? Okay, so you can roll out on it. Okay. Learn Smith's. Okay, so, so grinds. Of course, yeah, we didn't know. We called them lap over grinds, yep. not Smith's. Okay, so you guys, that's, okay. Do you remember, like, the first time, like, oh, shit, look, you're going to mess your truck up? Or did you remember that? Give me, give me the board, the little board. Uh, we have uh, props that you can't see that we'll try to take pictures of. Um, but because, ditch, because this ditch that he's talking about that uh, many, many years got originally rid. coined his little kick turn area is a famous ditch named Hot Lips. But we're looking at a small PAL board. It's a PAL mini. PAL mini with, with Bennett, with Bennett trucks. Well, no. Uh, but what I was going to show you is these grinds are from Holly Hills. Nice. The flat part of Holly's because nothing else had edge. But that's where they're from. They're and we're from getting Holly to Holly Hills. Hills in a second. But yeah. that is rad. And this board with the Bennett trucks. And you might as well put your Phillips head screwdriver away because it's not going to fit. It's a flat head, Carrie. Huh. There, there were, and you have to know me... Well, Jeff Bauer knows me more than most people. These aren't regular bushings. I was experimenting with bushings way back then. And they're yeah, flat washers. That? That's, I was doing soft bushings and washers since forever. I've always experimented. These I used to work for IBM in the 70s. Uh, Mark the Tape, inventor <laughs> of customizing I, their bushings. I've always done it. Jimmy Gonzalez. So what are these bushings? They When they would ship the typewriters from Lexington, Kentucky, these are the insulators in the box. That would hold to keep them stable yeah. in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're fucking bushings. That is well, brilliant. I'm, yeah. And of course, flat. Since when? Since forever. Yep. Pal does this now. Mm -hmm. But I did it in the 70s. the top of that board? The mean? top of the grip? Yeah, that's what came. Yeah, grip where you have But this was my son's board. I'm, I got right. it for him. Uh, I gave him my, there's pictures. He's wearing my rector capped elbow pads as knee pads. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and got him riding. And we eventually, we ended up riding and 
Uh, the 2000s. We rode together. We rode at Ingleside. We rode at Portland. That, that is that's, very that's cool. ahead of the time. That's very cool. Bring it. So on this list, Little Kick Turn area again. Hot Lips, formerly yep. famous ditch in the Corpus area. Uh, ins and outs. Yep. Cow Patty. Are these bef- pre? We're trying to. I'm trying to discover. Pre They're not Holly. in order. They're not in order. Okay. Really, pre Holly Hill stuff. Yes. It, it pretty much is and could be when Holly Hill. What Hills. is Cow Patty Run? Okay. Um, it got really named. Later, it was Ron Patty Run for another reason. Did you call Ron Cow Patty sometimes? No, it was because it was out on Thirty Seven. Yeah, and it was there was it was different back then. You didn't have all the gas stations and everything. And it's a long downhill ditch. If you're going into Corpus and you look on the right hand side, it's a long downhill ditch, and you would just have to bail at the end. Run out. Yeah, you're going absolutely. Too fast. Yeah, but uh, it, the reason it got named Ron. For Ron Sharp, who lived in Mathis at the time, where'd Ron go? We're looking around. Oh, shit, I don't know, man. Where's that? We started hollering for Ron. He sticks his head up out of the sewer and goes, "What?" <laughs> he goes, "What are you doing? I'm taking that crap." <laughs> <laughs> so we named it Ron Patty Run from then on. <laughs> Sorry, true story. I'm guessing I have many, that I have many, many true stories. I'm guessing yeah. that was not in the newspaper article. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, ins and outs. Ins and outs. We used to call it the Iano Express. It was you would go out Leopard, and it was past. Doesn't exist anymore either. It was JL Beard and Wire Rope and Sling. Go you behind just confused sh- anybody who's not from Texas. What the hell you just said? I know. I know Wire Rope. Wire Rope. You go back in the back and drive back their ways. And there was a really nice big hill. On one side, it was all ditch, big wall. Went into a little ditch that went all the way to 37. Again, another mark here. So what we're discovering is that in this day, pre-Holly Hills. And Holly Hills. Well, we do we'll both. get there in a second. But post, pre-Holly Hills or in that time frame, post discovering um, sealed bearings and polyurethane wheels, you guys were out doing what skateboarders do, and that is find man-made structures that allow you to do your thing multi-purposely, and you were already the, hey, kids, get out of here. What are you oh, doing, skate yeah. punks, early on? That's see, no. that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about because it was going on, and you guys, you and Jeff and probably your crew, probably some other guys were some of the first people in Texas, which means some of the first people in the world to be barging places, basically. So that's we got that's killer. What is walls which is also gone it we would warm up what we call a little kick turn area get our blood flowing and go down to this next ditch on 37 humongous the deep end had to be 14 foot 12 foot that's why we called it walls yeah and if you fell right don't fall okay okay but you guys were doing that because that's what got you that's why you rode motorcycles in between because you had to get that adrenaline that's a common theme exactly with skaters, uh, uh, seawall, that's probably pretty obvious. Came yeah, down the seawall, showing off, seeing the people, you know, all that good stuff. 600 building. We used to bar- barge the 600 building at night in several other parking lots. Was that a parking garage or parking, parking garage. lot? Yes. Oh, so you were bombing garage. parking garages oh, yeah. at, in the 70s. And there wasn't a lot of parking garages back then, uh, really. I mean, there was, some, there was a but, three of, I think three in Corpus, four maybe at that time. No, because there was one, you know, where the executive surf club is. Mm-hmm. If you go where you park right there across the street, there used to be a four-story parking garage with an elevator. Nice. You see the, the little checkered tile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I know it was there. Uh, we rode that. 
That is and rad. the elevator. That is rad. And speed and and adrenaline going down the, oh, the yeah. parking garages and having the ability because you couldn't do that on steel wheels and you no. probably couldn't really do that on on on, no. on clay wheels either because you just the you momentum going down and sliding out. Tar heads, T heads, T heads. We, we rode. There was a big open pavilion area and they had like a little stage. We used to try and jump off and hurt ourselves trying. Uh, Saint Brownlee at thirty seven. Uh, yeah, that's that's just first place. I told you. So what what point in this list do we get to Holly Hills? You think mm. you got anything else that's we're kind of that we're just trying to dig into everything we possibly can? So okay, well then no, let's here, talk yeah. about here's it. my uh, question. Go ahead. I'm seeing that there are some pools listed we haven't talked about yet. Did you ever start riding pools before the skate park? Or did you get to ride the skate park and learn transition a little bit, and then you started finding pools? Ooh, good question. I'm I'm wanting to say the pool came first okay. before Holly Hills. Do you remember what pool would have come yeah, first? Yeah, it was, it was uh, Mayflower. 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 Pool. Okay, so we rode it for several and that years. Was, that was the Mayflower Hotel. Mo, Ma, Motel. Motel. So right. tell us about that year. Years. Uh, it had to be 76, 77. It was right about the time the park opened. We were right. there first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this this thing, a motel that just had their pool emptied yeah. for cleaning or for the winter or whatever. Nope, they had it like that until they bulldozed the place. Oh, was the motel closed? Nope. They just emptied the pool. Yep, it was empty. That's right. That's awesome. Okay, so yeah. do you remember at that point, without the experience of riding pools or parks or things, were you guys able to? Was it a was it a cluster or were you able to get in? Were you able to make your way around? Do you remember grinding? Do you remember, is there oh, anything that you remember was, on the early days? Grinding at was that not point, would, no, because the coping stuck out. Yeah. Humongous. Now. You go over I, the light. That's your goal. That's right, right, right. No, yeah. tiles. That was a pinnacle. That was a pinnacle. Yeah. Jeff hit him first. We went for a Jeff ride. Bauer, the first to hit a yep. pool tile yep. in Corpus Christi. Mark that. Yep. I was number two. But I had the uh, membership card at Holly Hills, zero 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 one. Nice. He had two. Do you have? I don't. A He's photo? got his. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. epic. Yep, I was in line. You're like standing in line, going, "Get back! I'm the first to ride that motherfucker." <laughs> he ended up running the place, living there. So there's a lot of good stuff. Okay, so okay, back to the Mayflower pool. Um, oh my gosh. It was, was this a place where they just didn't care? They you, did not care. So you didn't get run out. No. You could hang out. Absolutely. They, oh, they knew we awesome. weren't taking anything. And what was any, the, what was the pool like? Pristine left hand, slight kidney. Slight kidney. Four and a half. There it is. Four and a half foot tranny, four and a half foot vert. Oh, wow. Big vert. There it is. Yeah. Looks smooth, though. Four, four steps to get into the pool. We got some pictures here uh, that he's brought us on a, on a thing, but we'll have to post these pictures. But these are the first pictures I've ever seen of this pool, and that's Texas skateboarding history. We also, we also went back in like 84 before they bulldozed it. I drive up. It was still going. It's still going. And now I'm riding a Raybone snub nose because I've never liked nose. Uh -huh. 1030, Indies, some probably B-52s or mini cubics. Uh -huh. And I got grinds. Yeah, I'll bet. I did finally. And it was very hard. But I drive up. There's a backhoe. There's, you know, trucks and stuff. And they have barricade tape. And they're like, what's going on? He's like, oh, we're fixing to start tearing this place down. And I begged. I said, y'all have seen me here before. Please let me go back way pre-cell phone and make some phone calls, buy a camera, and document this. And Fuck they said, yes. and they said, okay. 
Fucking that's That's pretty cool of them. That's, and, that's and pretty We're looking at some pictures in a photo album and we'll try to share a little bit of that, but that is a story yeah. that I've never heard and a story that most so of you guys haven't. You're thinking you hit up Mayflower Pool before Holly Hills ever opened. Yeah. So when the yeah. skate park opened, you guys were primed for this place. Well, I mean it was we were like this is it. There was one square about this big that was vert out of the whole park <laughs> and it was all curved we wanted training yeah, we wanted yeah, some yeah. Vert. yeah i'm looking yeah. at pictures here and there's a lot of flow bowls with rollover round tops yep, yep. Mm -hmm. um a lot of a flat area and in, in space in between there's like some yeah. pump humps or maybe like an early type pump track looking there's, a little bit like your lunchbox now, on your shirt now northeast skate slopes had four feet of vert was that the one in san antonio in san antonio northeast yep. skate slopes yep. okay so that was the next so we can get to that if we do get to that but let's talk more about the corpus because that's really yeah yeah you in this episode is what it's about but we know that's you've fine. got rich rich deep history and again jimmy we so stoked that you're our first interview here I'm and stoked. all that so <laughs> is there anything else that you know when you talk about holly hills again holly hills was the second park in the air built yeah two months behind corpus christi was the was the you know was a, a spot that is under-recognized for skateboarding. What do you I, I remember so. about the crew and Every, the crowd and the growth? Uh, at Holly Hills, it was, um, of course, Jeff and I were the old folks. Um, at 20-something 20, 20. at that time. <laughs> they could drink beer, Budweiser. One of the kids that I still keep in contact with was Timmy Clark. Oh, yeah. He was seven. All the guys that were in the crew, so to speak, you know, it was, I have to look at the picture, but it's, you know, uh, Roger Jones? No, mm, not yet. Not yet. yet. Not Brett yet. Anderson. Brett Anderson. Kenny Harrison. Cecil. Nope. Cecil Lee. Um, uh, Ray Rodriguez. Uh, there's. Okay. That's fine. I need no a worries. picture. Pictures. Yeah. Pictures. All right. So Holly Hills, it seemed like you had a great scene and, I, you know, it was, it was open amazing. for a few years and it obviously gave you an, uh, um, there is, um, I had a discussion with Alan Gentry not long ago, and he talked about how much Neil Blender loved Texas, and he would come in specifically to skate Holly Hills and uh, Cecil's, Cecil's Ramp. Now, Cecil's might have been a little bit later, it was, but, but it, in that was time frame, there time. wasn't much going on, and so wherever Neil was at, he came into Texas, so that's a pretty cool correlation. We'll get more detailed information on that but that's something that alan told me um talk about the either the portland pool or the oceans drive pool what were those in the in the winter time uh jeff and i would he, he had his little vw bug surf racks on top because he did a lot of surfing still does uh we'd go we'd start like by the methodist church uh shoreline in can we drain and clean your pool if we can ride it and we would go all the way into Portland and stop at every single motel. So wow. you're doing a service, though. You're at little, yeah. you know, instead of the skaters these days that do the fake service where they say they're going to clean your pool, they just really want to drain it. You were actually a business, or you thought you were a business? No, we you did, made no money. We, oh well, and when the ones that we did get to drain, we'd look at it and go, "Man, that skated when we drive off." <laughs> <laughs> Once we saw it had no training, we were gone. Yep, yep. big tease. Well, but they let us. There was there was a few that we wrote. That's right. And so where did you, do you have any inkling where that idea came from? Or just the same thing, skateboarder mentality. Yeah. I see a pool. How do There's we, gotta how be do more we of ride them. that pool and how do we ride all of them? Right. They, they don't use them in the wintertime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There were, there were some really good pools. Oh my gosh. One of the good ones, because um, I always listen to my little bird. One of the good ones was on Ocean Drive. It, it, 
It's across from Ocean Drive uh, Coal Park. It takes up the entire city block. That used to be Old Man Cook. Oh, was Big it? money yeah. in, in Corpus at the time. Owned a lot of shit. Perfect 10-foot capsule pool. Yeah, I've seen Ocean Drive Pool. That thing was impressive. You've seen it? Yes. Uh, oh, my God. When we, 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 the Velocity Games were in Corpus back in like 03, 04. And there, it was uh, Benjamin's Surf Shop was doing a, a contest with a mini ramp set up on the beach. And it was not all the way to Coal Park, but it was like right by where the Whataburger is at the beach. Whatever that beach is called there along the seawall. McGee Beach. And then Ocean Drive's not terribly far from there but some of the local skaters there told us like hey there's an empty pool down the street and we got to see it i don't know which one if it was by the methodist church that's paradise pool oh maybe i'm getting those confused yeah, it, it, it was next I, to the round condo it was that all, yes i got we got caught skating there once again i talked my way into it i said you have no idea it was two attorneys that were there i said <laughs> you have no ideas look i'm not a little kid i'm married and I'm, I'm i'm no man and would you please let me go back and get a few people, get it by, once again, buy a disposable camera to let us ride it and take pictures? Okay. God <laughs> damn it. Man, back in the day when they would be also oh, like, oh, that thirst. sounds, those boys are wholehearted boys and they're going to come and do some they, nice they, things for us. They sat there and drank whatever they were drinking, Tom Collins. Just or watching. Just watching. And when we got burnt out, they, I heard some other people trying to ride it again, but that place is gone too. Yeah, because when I saw other, this, this was like 20 years ago when I got to see it, and it was not long for this world at that point. Yeah, it, but the one I'm talking about, the house is on the entire city block of Ocean Drive. Oh, wow. It takes some, if you've seen it, it's got, it used to have that green mm. fern all across. It's one entire block. Yes. Yeah. That had a capsule pool, and we saw Old Man Cook. He was in a wheelchair and going back and forth smoking cigarettes, and we're riding it. <laughs> Best we could. It was all lit up and stuff. Perfectly drained. Perfect capsule. This is me, Tommy Thompson, Kevin Hill, riding it at night. They wanted me to go back the next night, and I said, no. No no lights? Oh, it was all lit up. Oh, you can see it okay. perfect. And my little bird said, mm, mm Bad idea. Bad idea. They got arrested. Ah, yeah. ah, See, well, yeah. Pool radar is a real thing, and that's you should listen to it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Jeff will he'll yeah. attest to that. Trespassing is what you get arrested for. You don't get for no, like destroying property no. or whatever. I mean, it's trespass. It's simple trespass. There was another one that really deserves mention. Okay. God, I hope I don't get in trouble with Barry for saying that. No, but. wait, wait, Barry, Mayor, Barry, Barry? No. no, 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 B E R R Y. It's they. They're powerful people in Corpus. <laughs> oh, they won't be the listening. berries. Bay Inc. Anyway, we a lot of people have ridden berry pipes because they make the pipes for the, the the towers for the refineries. Okay. The largest one I ever rolled was three inch thick, twenty one foot stainless. Oh wow! Oh, stainless. Well, yeah. Stainless. Slick. Wow. Oh yeah, dusty and slick. But we still rode it. We used to get kicked out of there all the time. I've been in there when they fired a shotgun. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here! You're in Texas, boy. Once again, you're not. That was not, that like a steel yard kind of place. They built uh, vessels. It was a steel shop. Yeah. 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 But like it was at a. They had a manufacturing facility. It's this still wasn't there. like on a site. It's still yeah, there. Yeah. 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 I went to go hey listen i'm an old guy and we love to skateboard if i come up with a waiver and get everybody to sign it will you let us skate your pipes 
security guard. He's only God damn the 70s. Okay. So Shit. we it only worked for like two times, so I'm sure the berries found sure, out. Sure, sure, sure. Sorry, Mr. Uh, Barry. Liability, but whatever. Yeah, sorry, Mr. Barry. We would park right there where the employees parked, go up there with our boom box, beer box, skateboards. And it would take us back there on the golf cart. Now he drag you oh. on the golf cart. <laughs> Those damn whippersnappers on the wheelie boards. I can't believe they're doing he, he'd it. He'd say, he'd say, call, you know, holler when you're done. We'll come get you. That is freaking epic. And it's epic. the truth. That's wonderful. That is, that's exactly what we're talking about. The the type the of stories in history oh, yeah. that aren't just tall tales. They are truth tales. Absolutely. And, oh, we, man. Jeff and I had driven up to, I think it was Dallas, one of the first skate parks that we drove up to is prior to, to San Antonio. And I had some kids with me. Jeff, USA Jeff, or Wizard, I think we were talking about. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, Jeff was not with me at this time. I had like three or four other young kids. They're in their teens. And we spent the night there because we couldn't afford anything. You know, we just slept with a concrete <laughs> block. Anyway, I hear knock, knock, knock on my glass and I look over and it's a policeman. And I open the door and beer cans fall out. <laughs> Oops. And I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. And he's like. But that was, it wasn't illegal to drink and drive at that time. What years? Uh, this is 77. It wasn't illegal to drink and drive well, at that time yet. It wasn't driving. Oh, but we were, well, I mean, you know. <laughs> we were probably trespassing or whatever because it was early before they opened. And I just said, look, we're not doing anything wrong. We don't have any money. I'm, I'm an old man. I'm there. You know, I'm bringing him he up here. Pulling so pulling the old truck, man card. Yeah, and it works. It worked every time. <laughs> I can remember the point when getting busted by the cops, it was probably at some point in my early to mid thirties, the first time yeah. the cop realized the skateboarder kid he was busting was older than he was. Right. <laughs> and it completely changes the way they interact they with it. you. Yeah. yeah. It and does. As long as you stay calm about it yeah. and you're like, dude, come I'm not on, hurting anything. Yeah. And they're like, I'm the old guy. And they think they're about to like scare some 15 year old kid and they realize like, no, that's not it. And they're like, okay. And I've literally had cops be like, haven't you learned better than this yet? And I'm like, yeah. you, you would think you so, would think wouldn't so. you? You'd think so. And they just let you go. But remember, they could have gotten me contributing to delinquency of minors because everybody in my sure, car was underage. they got you with something, but you know, they let, what's, they more amazing, go. what's more amazing is that at 70, you could use that same strategy <laughs> today yep. and uh, get the same result. But Keep using doing it until it, it doesn't work. Yeah, no shit. But doing it back then was brilliant. I mean, yep, you know, you're, absolutely. You're, any of the stories we've heard about kids fucking around and delinquent and doing all this kind of shit and, and, and making skateboards out of roller all that shit. I mean, you guys are telling it as it was happening, not like you were like, I remember that. I mean, it's, it's, that's beautiful. That's an awesome thing. Um, we got a lot of things. I'm going to keep moving things along here because we've been rolling on for a while. I do want to ask you about, I pulled up this article from Corpus Christi circa the um, late seventies and it shows some pictures of some stuff. And the first one that comes up is JFK Causeway and somebody skating yeah. across the Causeway. Yeah, we did that. And that would have been a banked area that you could just get on and just kind of surf 
down the ride. There's a kid doing downhill on some cones wearing a motorcycle helmet. That's that believe that's Timmy Clark. That is Timmy Clark at age seven, which you mentioned before. So wow. slalom, slalom in Cole Park yep. at age. Uh, Chris Clark entered that in yeah. that first place. 1975, he won third place in the boys' seven category color mm -hmm. times. Thank you. We're still in touch. Yeah, that's then we get into awesome. Rusty, Rusty Curry. Was he one of the guys you mm, knew? Nope. He was 19. He won a slalom race. Uh, and then they show a picture of him bailing, and that's pretty funny. Um, how about Rick Salazar? Was it one of those? He was doing a competition slalom. That was all slalom guys. You may not have known slalom guys. Um, and then um, they have this Interstate Highway 37 at Brown Lee. That, so that's what I was talking about. That's the what spot do you call that? Uh, that's V Land. That was the, the brown okay, kind of okay, then it comes to this photo, and it is Steve Cook skates a half pipe. That's Grant Street Ramp, I'm sure. At Grant Place in 1979. So that's going a little later than we were talking about, but that is a beautiful picture. That's where I learned to drop in. Eight, eight foot training, right to vert. And no then we flat. get to a picture. No of some goofy dude with glasses and Brett hair. Anderson. His name is Brett Anderson. Yep. And uh, he'll love his name mentioned, but we're going to pause. Grant Street we're Ramp. We're going to go back to the early days. <laughs> Grant Street Ramp was owned by Jay Smith, who I'm still in contact with to this day. That was just in his yard? Yep. Nice. So let's let's move a little bit further. Let me ask you some questions as we go go through this a little more. You've mentioned some ramps and some... So the fiberglass pipe, when was that? That was post-Holly Hills, right? Um... Yes. This is a U pipe, not a no, no, no flat bottom, any no, of that no, kind of stuff. No, this is a full pipe. It was laying on its side. It was actually sulfuric acid cooling tower. Oh, so it had awful. it had about six inches of resin yeah. clear, and it, it was toxic it was, waste. It was beautiful. Is that it, why you it go was on, on the, the north? Dark? It was yes. <laughs> it was on the north side of the ship channel. I guess that's Suntide Road. Right. Again, ingenuity. And we saw it, and we're like. Got to write it. And, and that's the thing to this day. I guarantee you, you're the same way as all of these people I'm looking at you. And you're driving and it doesn't the matter. Ditch, like, I can anything. skate that. Yeah. I can skate that. Hey, look Always. at that. And you're like a squirrel. Nut squirrel. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no matter what. Hey, hey, if you just, if you just concreted all that space, it'd be perfect. So yeah. this was, <laughs> this was basically a, uh, a, you said it was a sulfuric acid cooling tower. Cooling tower. So it was like laying a on its side, cylinder it, on its side. Had been installed. And did it have a uh, opening on both ends? It was open on both ends. Nice. You're thinking capsule in, but yeah. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. And it was probably. What are you thinking, like 15 feet in diameter? No, 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 no. It had to be at least 20. Oh, okay, it was big. It was big. Okay. Wow. They're still out there. Yeah. But they're vertical now and they're right. very faded, light, right. light green. Still out there and like somebody could find them and go roll inside of them? No, if you can knock them over. Oh, they're, oh, they're up vertical. now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, was I don't think the plant okay. is. You got to push. So does that get us into. Uh, so talk about. Okay. Holly Hills closed when? Do we know what year mm, Holly Hills closed in? Late seven. It wasn't open. Seventy nine, maybe. Okay, so, so okay. It was only there for like three years or so, nine, and that was like it. Two and a half. Okay. Maybe. Do you remember at that? Jeff will know more. Right. Do you remember at that point that you guys skateboarders never seemed to have enough? The park's there. That's great, et cetera. But we need something else. Did you do you remember building some stuff, some ramps? Is this when ramps started in that area? No, Not quite it, was yet? A, it was a little. My, for mine, I I got my first ramp from John Chestnut. His parents wouldn't let him have any more. We disassembled it and put it back together on Dad. And what was that ramp briefly? Ten, ten foot. It was like a rampage. Ten foot wide. I mean, ten foot radius. 
eight foot wide. Eight was foot wide. A quarter pipe or a full half pipe? Full half pipe. Full okay, half but pipe. before that, there's pictures that will also show there's a picture of up against the garage that's a quarter pipe that's going yeah, well over the down. garage. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. And then it, but that was actually a U pipe. That was a whole ramp, not just a quarter pipe. Oh, it was a whole ramp. Oh, okay. We, okay and we okay. finally settled on 13 foot. We can get to the top of 13 foot, three foot of vert, but there was only three people in Corpus who would roll in because originally it goes up to 10 foot. We put that three foot higher. Then I took and went a foot of vert and rolled 12 foot. So a roll-in, a legit roll-in. And who were the three people that balls Wait, that? you made a roll-in that had a foot of vert? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my That's God. That's a nightmare. Mark, 12, well, you just had to know you are going to make it because all you saw was that side of the ramp. Yeah. Um, and and no flat bottom, right? No flat yeah. bottom. <laughs> and we were doing, we did, we'd do doubles. Oh, my okay. God. And how wide was this ramp? Eight, Eight feet? Foot. Yeah. Uh, all right, mark this tape. Another feature, Jimmy Gonzalez, the first gnarliest fuck dude. I mean, well, at least his crew was. There was only uh, good, Tommy how, Thompson, was, Kevin Hill, and me that would roll in. Everybody else would get up there and go, "Fuck you!" Yeah, that's a fucking <laughs> rat. And if you, when you guys see these pictures, it's, I'm on a four by twenty-seven, a performer. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a garage. So a garage is like nine foot, ten foot tall. It's a quarter pipe up. It extends over the garage. You see some old school cars in the background, and it's relatively janky kind of oh, transition. At build. first, it was. And, Use plywood, but held together with duct tape. Yeah, yeah. duct tape. <laughs> duct tape for everything. So there's one level of where normal civilians when I, when see people got on skateboards, I, and they think those kids are crazy. This is a whole other level where you have seasoned skateboarders who it. knew how to ride yeah. vert, and I'm like, you guys are crazy! We're, we've always been the crazy Eight ones. foot wide, 13 foot tall, 10 foot radius, and the roll-in had a foot of vert, where you roll in, go down a foot of vert before you even hit the transit. In Corpus Christi, Doing in doubles. the early 70s, documenting here, history of Texas skateboarding, Jimmy's flipping through some pictures while I kind of talk about that in this huge list. What an epic first interview we have. And the skateboarding world That's needs wild. to know more about this guy and this history. This is. photo book is f absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Cartoon's wowing over there. And if I can draw these guys back in, because you are. It's I mean, all I can good. say it's is just amazing. You guys just didn't know any better than that this was. You're just like, fucking, that sounds good. That was good. The I was the one that came up with it. I wanted to be gnarly. Yeah. Oh, well, it's because Mark's the tape, gnarly. I've, I've said this before as well that. Like our standard, because we didn't, Tony Hawk wasn't, no. he didn't exist yet. No. We there, didn't that wasn't there yet. The standard that we all had to look up to in the 70s was Evil Knievel. Yep. I want to be Evil Knievel. Yep. And that just meant, okay, you have to try to kill yourself. Then. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. That is true. Wow. That is awesome. So that was built and uh, this was on your driveway. No, it was in the backyard. In the backyard. In the backyard driveway. Was your, did you have the first, okay, so you got this ramp from somebody, so you were, Basically, the second wooden ramp in Corpus. No, 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 no. no, no. There no. was okay. a, there was others. I just I had, somebody asked me, "Do you want a ramp?" And I said, "Yeah, I'll take were it." They, <laughs> were they were they all vert ramp? They were all vert ramps. There was yes, no mini ramp, but there was sort. no flats at this time. Cecil's was the first flat that I wrote. Okay, so do you remember the year of Cecil's? Seventy six through. 80, I know I was writing there in 81, 82. Okay, so there, here's here's an important mark also when we talk about our history, Carjack. So 
you have in backwards, you have the shut up and skates and all that stuff in the 80s and you back up and you have the early shut up and skates and then before that you have the spring series. Right. And before the spring series in 80, 81 were just random backyard sessions and Cecil's ramp in Corpus Christi uh, was the ramp that I was referring to that Alan talked about that Neil Blender used to come to I think he's got footage of this but he's got would go to Cecil's to ride because there wasn't vert like that in California or wherever else he was going again Texas is the reason being a little bit uh, brash, if we will, but Vert Ramps, Cecil, Corpus Christi. We'll find out if there was some other stuff happening in Texas, but Corpus Christi was a mecca. Cecil had gone to California and work, and he met a lot of the pros. I, I think he was working sure, at Indies. Yeah, and when he came back, that's when he had the ramp jam. It was Jeff Phillips, John Gibson, Neil Blender, uh, who else was there? Craig, Johnny, did Craig, Craig come down? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just a but night that was a you jam. had to know. It was it was called the rant, Cecil's yeah, Ramp. Yeah, you had jam. to find out from your either yeah, buddies you mouth. found a flyer at the skate shop or something. There was no other way of knowing, and these guys kept in touch to know it. Yeah. So it that was, was we think was, 79, 80 ish. We'll, we'll clarify. Yeah, this. we'll clarify that. But uh, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Great ramp. It had a nine foot tranny. Went up to vert on one side. I think a foot of vert on the other side. A little fun box. I think had two foot of vert with the roll in in nice. the middle. So it was good. And Total we, legit. I was there for the ramp jam, but I don't remember much about well, it. Well, you know that's why we're we all have different perspectives and all have different yeah. memories, and we're trying to put this together. And and this has just been a wealth of wonderful information. And I, I see you have some other ramps and Dabney ramp and other things, but really. I, I kind of wanted to focus on Cecil's because Cecil's is one of those wonderful. ramps that we need to start talking about the integral uh, influence that Texas had on the skateboarding world. And again, this is carjack pre-street skating for all practical purposes. There was ditch, there was wall riding there. I mean, wall riding like bake walls and there's that kind of thing. And then you had these pools and then you mimic the pools with the with you pipes and then you start figuring out that you needed some space. They may have seen it in California, but Texas. I had actually heard that the, starting. one of the first ramps that added flat bottom was Hollywood, California. Or, okay. Sorry, no, no, Hollywood, Florida. Florida. Okay. That's okay. where McGill yes. started okay. off. And okay. it was one of the guys there. Was, Suddenly they realized they needed more interim time. Yeah, space. they needed time to get so you could do a pump. And a pump. So credit so where it's due, but you, this is before. And that was, that was McGill and Alan Gelfand, mm -hmm. and that's how they started innovating. I think so. Tricks. And that would have been around that time, like 7980 yeah. was the first idea of, oh, we could split the half pipe. Yeah. I was against it flat. at first. I was like, no, man, I, I was totally it against it. It was aggro. But, I mean, think of that evolution, and, and I appreciate you bringing that up, Carjack, because we, do, we don't want to get it wrong. And no. if McGill and them were doing it, but influence. But as far as Texas goes, until we find out well, from somebody else. The same, I mean, it's the sure. same idea of, like, everything before that was a half pipe was literally half of a oh, pipe. A full pipe. Yeah, there sure. was a full right. pipe, and a half pipe was take the top off. Sure. So you've got a lip you can grind or you can add exactly. vert. And then somebody had the great idea of, well, let's spread those apart and have some flat between them. And I'm sure multiple people I heard, had the same idea around the same time. Yeah, I heard it was to get set up for the next trick. Yes, to have time for that. And and again, as I was going to say, it's, it's pre- 
uh, Thrasher 81. It's pre that. It's pre ramp plans. It's pre any of that stuff. So you either went out to an event, you saw it, or you heard it, or you or you know simultaneously figured out. But, you but know, I think I think Hollywood, Florida got the credit because that was like a pretty well known skate park great. at the and time. That's great. But it doesn't mean that you know somebody in Dubuque, Iowa, didn't wasn't doing the same thing yeah. sure. in their backyard. But as far as Corpus goes and why it's so important to understand and know and respect the history of Corpus is because everything you said is amazing and leading up to this is integral because then you're talking about 10-foot ramps and in Corpus and where contests were starting to happen. And let's also, a side note, let's not forget, Craig, Johnny, Jeff, Neil, let's just four names that were part of it. Neil not being from Texas are all tall fucking dudes. They're big dudes. And so building eight foot, nine foot, 10 foot ramps was probably not enough. And I'm sure that some of this evolution in Texas and why Texas really, uh, I know you hate this word, but pushed up the amplitude, <laughs> but uh, made bigger ramps and, and, and we get to the skateboard Houston Coon and some of that evolution. But Corpus was at the beginning of that because they saw that they needed these ramps to do the maneuvers bigger, better, batter. And let's face it, Corpus Christi is one of those reasons. It's one of the Mecca towns. Yes, And that's I amazing agree. with Cecil's ramp there. Yep, yep. Chris Clark also had a rampage, no flat, 10 foot. But I think he had three foot on one side and a foot on the other. It was gnarly when you were way up there on eight foot. You're like, yeah, looking way over there. Now, it wasn't until the 80s or early 81s before the, the traveling Pepsi ramp and that contest, wasn't that a contest that Gibson was at in Gibson on the, the clear ramp? Roger Jones did a little bitty zine years ago that did a little zine. That Does was, that sound right? That was Sue. Sue. Sue Arriaga. But that was a corpus, right? That was in Corpus, and that was the, the ramp that was part of the early traveling U. I've uh, got it on my computer. Pepsi ramps and all that stuff. But now that's not the same as the blue ramp parts that came from the ramp that ended up turning into the clown. No, because right? those were fiberglass. That's fiberglass. Where was molded. that? That was from Corpus, right? Or was that from I don't Pipeline? Think so. See, we got to get this straight. Well, the company that made the sections for the clown ramp, they had ads where it was supposed to be like a skateboard pinball game. Right. I'm talking about the blue parts, not the. The, not the clown? Not the clown part. The, the blue? blue parts that added to it came from a fiberglass. I want to say it was one of the South Texas parks. Could have been. It yeah, could have been. Because so, there's not a story true. about them bringing it in. But, um, man, that is great stuff because that Cecil's Ramp and that era of oh, skating pre-Bones Brigade and post-Skateboarder then Action Now and concrete turning into pools, turning into parks, turning into ramps. Before the death of skateboarding or the first death of skateboarding or whatever you want to call it. So um, uh, give us, uh, as we kind of start to move into the future a little bit, because we've got to kind of start winding these down. I don't know how long we've been doing this here, but we've been doing it for a little while. A little while. Oh, boy. Yeah, we got another 20. All right. We might have to get you back here, Jimmy. But, That's fine. Um, part of this is, uh, you know, kind of moving forward. So real quick, do you have names, any shout outs of people from Corpus that we haven't kind of talked about before we start moving your evolution a little bit further? No? Anybody? You mentioned a few names. Jeff yeah, Bauer being important. Of course. And then, you Jeff. know, there's a lot of people that we've mentioned they weren't necessarily from your era. Maybe the the youngers, the the Brett Andersons who came in, and Roger and 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 uh, Kenny Harrison, and some of these other cats. There's a bunch of other people that the, are the skate things. scene that I saw evolve in San Antonio was all of Corpus that migrated. Yeah, to Austin because that's you the first go big down Texas the list. Town. Oh Jesus! Everybody was from Corpus. Now they're migrating back. 
Yep. Do you it's remember true. in your evolution the first time that you, when you talked about going to Dallas, that you left Corpus seeking other skating? Is this as we tried to get towards well, modern times? Yeah, I, I pointed out the pictures. When we go up to ride this park, they would travel from Corpus to Dallas. They were having a contest. So I said, I came back with the tickets. And I said, well, the only way we can ride, we have to enter the contest. With, okay. Never, never <laughs> ridden the park. Nice. Never ridden the park contest. No. How'd yeah. you do? I don't remember. How I really don't. Yeah, but fun he, though, right? Oh yeah. That's and the, the kids point. are looking at us like, because I was doing, you know, burts and reverts and fakies, and they're like, okay. they knew we weren't from Dallas. So yeah, they point, they could tell. They could tell. And that also brings up a big different point. skate style. Oh, absolutely, surf style. Yep. There's, we're not gonna uh, uh, ruffle the feathers and stir the pot, stir the ruffling feathers, but we are, and that is, is that there's, you know, South Texas is. Even though Fort Worth had Nash and Dallas had skaters, the style came from South Texas. I and agree. And a lot of the a lot of the stylish maneuvers and skaters were in South Texas. Not to say that there's not style in Dallas or anywhere else. That's not what I'm saying. But you're saying you came up there and did maneuvers like Burt's and stuff, and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" And they you're have, like, "That stuff we learned it. from the surfing influence." Yes. Yeah. Look at David Salazar. Yep. Currently. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can't mistake surf style. Yep. You know, and it came. He was from Corpus. Scoot your foot a little bit further back. Man. You kind of let it flow. It's more natural yep. looking, very flowy and all that stuff. So you were going up there and you were pulling maneuvers and they, they were pulling. Seen. So you probably did better in the contest than you remember. I do not remember. Maybe Jeff will. But okay. Same thing. Well, it being Dallas, I could see them <laughs> deducting points because he didn't look like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. I said what I said. <laughs> said what you said. Uh, and, you know, so you've been skating for 50 some odd years. 63. 63 oh. years. I'm 56. So you've been skating. So as you moved uh, further, you, Holly Hills, we got into that. Just kind of where did you where did you find yourself in the in the early 80s, the early in the, Thrasher days? In the, in, in, that the, in the early 80s, I was still riding um, Cecil's and riding other places. But I'm married with kids working in a refinery. Sure, sure. And Hard work. Tired at the end of the day. Well, as an operator. So oh, well, that was, okay. you don't do a lot. But anyway, they got tired of seeing me hurt. And it was like, uh, back then there, you couldn't go to HR and, hey, they're making me stop my sport. They right. don't want me to skate. You they just tell you, knock it off. Knock it off. So I thought, you know, I'm 35, I guess. I'm, yeah, I guess. I'm, okay. So that was a break between 85 and 2000. 2000. When was the Midland? 2004. Four. Yeah. Okay, so that would have brought... So you weren't skating much back then. You had your skateboards. You didn't get rid of them. You kept them. You kept as much as you remembered. I mean, you didn't... Yeah. It never left you. You oh, stayed no. in tune. You watched it. Yep. You did all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then I heard... I was living in Alvin at the time. Like we lived below San Antonio. I was living below Houston. And I heard there was a Vans Park. <sighs> <laughs> I open the door, I hear yelling, I hear skating, I hear crimes, and I'm drawn over to Frosty. And I grab onto the wire fence and clinch. Frosty is the name of the pool. Correct. Because it was 11, snowman shaped. It looked like a snowman, 11 foot deep, 19 inches of vert. Slick as all shit. Slick as all get out. And I looked at this thing and nearly had a heart attack. Because I'm going, Jesus Christ, they make stuff you can still skate. And I looked at my then wife and I said, I got to start skating again. She's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm now, like, I said, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Now, 2000, was that before or after the laws allowed the, 
the public park. That was right about the same right time. Right about the same time. The, so this would have been the only that's a concrete for Brad Anderson. Only concrete park in Texas at that time. The park, Vans Park. Yes. Mm, the Abilene Park was the oh, first okay. public concrete park, and that got built in 01. So and, I can't remember if Portland Vans, was 02. Well, Portland was 02 right afterwards. So, but that was but already, yeah. I don't Vans. know if Vans, Vans would have been right around that same era. Yeah. I just can't remember which one came first. So Vans was in Houston and it was in a mall. It was at the very end of a mall and took up like a movie theater size space oh, or something like that. Was, and I've heard it's still there under yeah, the wooden is. dance floor. <gasps> yeah. It's like oh, a Dave and Buster's now or something. Yeah, Dave and Buster's <laughs> Somebody shit. needs to buy that and read. Yeah. Uh, the, the, anyway, the mall's still there. Yeah, it's no, right the mall's on still side there, of but the, the fact that it's underneath, that's just, you're walking over hallowed. It's like the turf, I mean, it's not man. hallowed grounds, but it is kind of hallowed grounds. But I mean. I did start skating again and Four years later, I was given the opportunity to make a decision. It was either you pick your board and your beer can or me. Okay. I was gone the next morning. Okay. Not shy don't about me, it. Don't give me a don't give me a Understand? choice like that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's other, I'm sure there's other factors in there, oh, but well, I think yeah, there is. I think all of us have, you know, don't not only have choice. we seen the memes with a skateboard on a date and those kind of things, but the, the truth of the matter is is that it is ingrained into us and it is something that we feel passionate and we love Absolutely. and it gives us in it, it invigorates us and all those things. And found, like found a kid like a kid with a sucker, you take it away, we're gonna cry in our own way. And it's become a thing where you just don't want to fuck with us and it's unfortunate that that comes to in a relationship we're scenario now. we're friends that's now good. yeah and it's a thing but you know then again it's about supporting at that time, and, it wasn't. and look at you now with an amazingly wonderful supportive wonderful save my life Jacqueline Jones yep. skate Betty yeah <laughs> it, so, it, that thing what's interesting about Jackie and I is we've known each other 31 years right. mm -hmm. she's got video of me well on VHS and DVDs of me and Jeff skating at the 69 Bowl. Right. That's right. <laughs> right. And she was just filming us because we were there. Yep. Right. And so I've seen her forever yeah, and knew yeah. who she was. And there's some other correlations. I've mentioned a couple of names here and there, and there's some other correlation stuff. But, you Roger know, the Jones. fact is, yeah, the fact is, is that, and, uh, and he still skates. He's great. Oh, I love Roger. But, uh, uh, um, the fact is, is that, yeah, we, I've seen the difference in you in the last few years. And, oh, yeah. Good job. Good job, Miss Jack. It, it's job. wonderful when you're with somebody that supports that what you love, do. No, she loves skateboarding. Yeah, that's kind of everything. You, we get support, but loving it as no. much as we do. She just got a new board. As she knows, we also talk about it consistently. And so it's one of those things. So yeah. uh, in Midland, you know, I'm just going to kind of start getting us closer sure. to, to, to winding this down. But in Midland, one of the times that I saw you was at a Jeff Phillips tribute contest, if I remember correctly. I don't know if it was a Jeff Phillips tribute contest, but it was a contest in Midland. It was a Texas Pool Sharks old Texas. school skate jam. Yes. Skate jam, okay. And I announced that and probably skated a little bit. I don't know, Ronnie but I announced it. Ronnie Ripper. Ronnie Ripper. And this was at the Midland Skate Park? Yes, 2004. Public park. Yeah. yeah, public park. And you've got um, some pretty good... Uh, you got fourth place. Tim, well, and you've got Tim Kirby, yep. uh, who has been holding down the Midland scene. Jake Kirby. Yeah, his son Jake. His son Jake Kirby, who is pro, went pro, was um, pro. I don't know. Jake's a ripper, though. He's always... I've known Jake yeah. since he was this high. And I've skated the mini ramp 
ramp that now is a pool in their backyard. It was a mini oh, ramp at yeah. first. I never got to skate. No, they got yeah. a legit. It's a legit. It's a wet and dry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Legit pool that they skate in Midland, uh, another town that when you go through the annals of t- of skateboarding history, much less Texas, nobody's been mid midwear Midland, Midland, Texas. What's going on in Amarillo. Midland, Texas? El close Paso. to Amarillo, and then we've no, got, not close to Amarillo. <laughs> not close to Amarillo, but. We're just saying out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Midland's close to Odessa and it's yeah. not close to anything nope. else. And uh, oh well yes, close to Odessa, uh, Midland, Odessa, Big Springs, and some stories that'll come up later on as we get through the history a little bit more. But that was a cool contest and a lot of old school faces. And you know, for me, that's probably part of the memory where I start I kicked in the whole the skateboarding and nostalgia and keeping the memories and keeping the flow. That's what I kind of remember those early two thousand is that started the bug in me as we got a little bit older and and so that contest and that event and the picture I see every once in a while of you and me that pops up or you and me and a few other people yeah. brings up some great memories and, and we, that sort we, of thing. The first place we met was Skate Park of Boston. Maybe. Bump, uh, Bone, uh, cone of bowls. B- bowl of bowl cones. Cone. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. the Jeff Phillips tribute contest that was also the first time that we did bowl of cones um, timed around cones in the right. bowl quick as you can get through etc right. and that was that um, didn't big ryan win that big ryan beat Corey thornhill i think it was on the bonus cone there was an uh, uh, ryan said i'm not going for the bonus cone i'm just going for the speed that's right, right. right. Corey got the bonus but it took him longer right to get to the bonus than he got for the bonus this this was another time jeff and i had gone up there didn't know they have a contest and I went to go get his T-shirts, and I come back with the T-shirts. He goes, oh, cool, man, thank you. You're in the That's, contest. I said, yeah, you're in the contest. <laughs> <laughs> and do, kind you, of- do you remember what you said? Oh, God. I went for a front side over a cone by the, the, the hip, Yeah. and I slammed. And I, I got back up and went up, and he goes, damn, 50-year-old. I hope I can be doing that when I'm 50 years old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look at that. And and to put a little bit of highlight on that, what, 2004 or so? Um, right? You it sounds about oh, right. No, it was 2003. Three. I've got um, the T-shirt. Um, there you go. Rainy Barras and Ben Rayburn were there as tiny little groms. Yeah. Uh, Rainy had the long flowing hair, doing mm-hmm. all the old school tricks that was influenced by all his peers. And then uh, Ben with his dad was there doing also kind of old school tricks from Houston. So kind of crazy that you were 50 at that point. Skate and, they park like Austin, and they were like 11. <laughs> and they're they're kind of the new modern future of, of Texas. They're the current pros. Current pros and that kind of thing. And, and I'm still skating. Yep. And you're still skating. Because <laughs> one of the things we talked about, and you're perfectly attached to this we don't have anybody except for the guys your age above us that that we don't know because we're just discovering what happens when we get older as skaters and where we're going to go and what we feel and nostalgia and keeping the history and that's all part of this is is trying to figure that out and keep that going and uh it's you know seeing you skate at this age is freaking amazing and inspirational and you know it's just I'm it's not, rad it I just don't, is i don't think i know a lot of people in texas so do y'all i don't think a 70 year old has been on vert yet in texas okay yeah do you think i would have heard about it i mean i don't think so there's some older dudes that now, skate and some gray hair sure. guys that skate in california but there's street skaters and i don't think and like they're, they're, really, they're, not, to they're not old enough i don't think they're I'm 70 talking, no i'm talking vert yeah 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 vert vert that's i mean difference. you've got I eddie elgara and you've got those guys those are but they're in their 60s Who? eddie elgara oh yeah and, they're and all in their 60s yeah, that early early 60s that crew yeah 
Right. Uh, Alba, Alva's going to be 66. Okay, Alva. Yeah. Okay. Who's, He's going to be 66. Right. So, he's still hitting years up pools, old. He, so, yeah. he is. Yeah, he's still he grinding, is. but Very legit. if you look at now writing, he's mellowed out. Oh, oh that's fine. <laughs> no, it's wonderful because it makes me feel better. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I was going to say, you know, for, for us, one of the things about skating our lifetime, and yep. I'll ask you the question, is, you know, there's always this fear, this anxiety, not anxiety, but this like when you're about to first drop in, but you've dropped always. in a million always. times. And I've watched you, I watched some video of you recently dropping in. And, and at this age, what's what goes through your head? It's not scared, and, no. but it, it, and it's but you don't just step up and go. No, so it's, it's um, calculated. Well, it's because I've done it before and I'll do it again. But when I go up and I don't hear anything, I tune everything out. It just kind of goes away automatically. I'm trying to hold my board, put it down, and my mind is saying, "You know, you're gonna eat shit," and I'm going, <laughs> "No, I'm not. You're gonna eat shit." No, I'm not. And I drop in. Yeah. And it scares the shit out of me to this day. It, 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 and I love it. That's what I can't get away from. That's, 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 that's the adrenaline rush. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you come out at the end of the run and you realize like, oh, I just did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Because it all goes, it all, I'm just in the groove. Yeah. I, yeah. And so it's funny. It's a lot harder nowadays. It's harder for me to, I can't just bend down. Yeah. And it's hard for me to hold the board. Sure, sure. And and, and it's harder and okay. to keep my balance. It just is. That's okay, because everybody else that's 70 or 65 or 60 that's looking at you, it's like, what the fuck is that guy doing? No <laughs> fucking way. A lot of people, a lot and, of people have commented. And it's not that you've kept yourself, you know, in whatever shape you've kept yourself in. It's that you've, it's that skateboarding has instilled something in you, I think, that is a fountain of youth that allows you to do that. Yep. And, and even if we can just roll, it doesn't Absolutely. matter. And to everybody else in our age group, they're like, well, you're fucking crazy. I'd kill myself, et cetera. Uh, quickly, before we kind of wind this down, I want to give uh, mentions and shout outs. Once again, uh, uh, Eureka Street Creative and Mr. John Miller uh, helping us host and get this podcast going. Uh, some of our early partners and sponsors, Cat Palace, Jesse at Cat Palace. Um, go Good visit or uh, email dude. them if you need stickers or anything printed yep. at catpalacemfg at gmail.com. Uh, shout out to Brett Styles again, our artist who's helped us with the logo and helped us with some of the stuff that you'll see online. Um, and you can uh, get his information. I'll have it posted on the website. I mentioned it before and we'll mention it again. So we appreciate him and a lot of the other shout outs that we give. We are are trying to make this thing happen it's all out of pocket we're doing this with our own and that's fine and we're happy to do this it's for a reason and we're passionate about it but if you want to support us you want to help us out you want to throw us some bones you want to talk about sponsorship or you want to kind of get involved or be involved we're gonna we're gonna take care of you and we want that if you got stories and photos stories and photos <laughs> we want them and like i said if you want to get involved if you want to sponsor or get involved some way or another Give us an, an email at won't shut up and skate at gmail.com because we are trying to keep this going here in episode three. And there is a lot to cover that we have not covered. So, Jimmy, what's happening other than your bowl, your bowl event the other day? You are skating how many days a week? I try to I try to roll a little bit because I've got a skatable driveway that I can go back and forth on. I try to roll a little bit, but honestly, it's been so hot. I said, 
bucket. Yeah. But I I try and skate at least once well, a week. Well, okay, let's say regardless, let's say that this forget the heat dome. Right. Let's assume it's not heat dome. At oh, least once a week. Oh, yeah. And you try to go somewhere that you put your pads on and you go somewhere and, and I always do. I always put, I always pad Always wear your pads, right? Always. And that's fine. That's fine. Um, And that's great. And you should. And yeah, it makes no, me feel funny sometimes. You know, it just does. I skated Jack's birthday not too long ago. We were out at the ramp, and it's a rad little mini ramp in uh, Lockhart, Adam's ramp, Adam Miller, Adam Miller's ramp. And uh, we went out skating, and we were skating for a little while. And at one point, I'm just like, I mean, I don't feel comfortable. And I put on the, the, the pro designs while Bill Yeehaw. Yes, put on sir. the pro designs, and immediately I felt more comfortable. And I'm the only dude wearing pads, the only dude. And you know I don't what? Care. None of those motherfuckers gave a shit. None nope. of them heckled me. Nope. None of them worried about it. It was in my own head. Yep. And the thing is, is that when people look at us and they see us still skating, it kind of doesn't matter. But in our head, we're trying to be gnarly and keep mm -hmm. up with the skateboarding touch. But Jimmy, we don't fucking need that, do we? <laughs> nope. Nope, you don't need that. So nope. what's... Uh, I, I pad up because I want to roll... The next day. Well, what's funny is just last night I was out at a, a show at a club here in town and on one of the TVs over the bar, they were showing old skate videos and they showed the Bones Brigade video show and the whole scene at Lance's backyard ramp. Uh -huh. There was probably a good 20 seconds they showed of the guys padding up McGill Caballero, Lance, climbing the ladder. It's the ladder. The ramp didn't even have stairs back right. in 84. But climbing up and then putting on their helmets, putting on their pads, putting their gloves on and everything. And it was like shown as a part of the culture back then that this is like, oh, yeah, we're gearing up for battle. And one of the people that was in our group that's younger and is not a skateboarder asked me like, like, why are they showing this for so long? I'm like, oh, that was the thing back then. That that was the culture. For battle. Yeah, you're putting on your armor because you're going to battle. And she's like, I don't really see that anymore. I'm like, yeah, the culture's changed a little bit. But um, but you know, as, as the skaters get older, all of a sudden it starts becoming a little bit cooler than it was a few years back. I mean, what's your option? You don't skate. Yeah, and it's you, way you, cooler you, you, to you, skate you, tomorrow yeah. than it is to not wear pads today. And as much as fun as it is for us to all talk and reminisce and go to sessions and all that, if you're not actually skating, it's rough. And to wear pads, why or where should you be heckled about that? You shouldn't. It doesn't nope. matter. Nope. And I don't care. You, Andy Anderson, wear a helmet. Fucking, you're rad as shit. It doesn't matter. But it seems to matter to a group and hopefully Maybe we'll change some minds. I don't know. Maybe it's always a skater thing. But Marshall Von Wolf called me the other night. Marshall Von Wolf. Who is Marshall Von Wolf? Flyway helmets. Oh, flyway. Because yeah, I, I told him I've been riding him. Oh, you're a flyway guy, right? Oh, yeah. He's one, he's one of the guys who can make them look good. Yeah. Now, now flyway's a different. I mean, there's it's there are flyway like guys. We all don't. know that. There's yeah, flyway guys. You like them, you don't. Yeah, yeah. I had them in the seventies. You look good though in them. I've seen your, you know, you look, you know, it's all right. It looks good. You look sexy. You look, you're a sexy old good looking man. Sorry. I might, I'm looking at her. I'm looking at him. No. Uh, so, uh, and you know, and again, it's important that you're still skating. Again, we don't have anything above us to look at. And as we see skate for life tattooed a year ago, Three years Three ago. Three years ago. Okay. And that's because that's what it is. Uh, as I'll we tie it stop. down, Jimmy, you got some shout outs? You have anything to say? You want to heckle us? You want to. No, I, I appreciate what y'all are. What's the It's it, like you always have been saying it's underrated and undersold. The people that came from Texas think about it. No, the Texas 
Texas has always been a strong, strong skate scene, in my opinion, because I've been all over in Texas. And yeah, it's not represented in, enough, in my opinion. It's just an opinion. It you is know? an opinion. And we are super stoked and glad you're here. Um, Carjack. Yes. Perfect time for something, for something for Jimmy. A joke. Oh, joke time. Okay. Uh, hey, Chip. Uh, no. Oh, for not Jimmy. Me. Okay. Hey, Jimmy. How many skateboarders does it take to change a light bulb? Ten. Ten? One to change a light bulb. The other nine to say how gnarly that was. Hey, <laughs> man. That was last week's. Oh, was it? Did he steal your last week? That was last week's joke. I got it. I'm trying to do it. That was our last episode. Which was a awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a new punchline for every okay. episode. Okay. So okay. here's Sorry. this week. Let's start that again. Oh, yeah. we don't have to start. Okay. Yeah, no, no, Carjack. No. How many skateboarders does it take to change a light bulb? This week, it's it's just one. But you know he didn't make it first try. <laughs> <laughs> It took him a while. I like that. He's not going to post the bail shots. But he will change it. Yeah, he will change it, yes. Well, you know what took a while, and that is this podcast. I don't know where we're coming in, in, but it might be the longest, and it might be the actually the most important podcast. Of course, the, of the first three, it certainly is, but mostly important because of our company and the person if who i is got any us. dates wrong please feel free to correct me because i'm old we probably got a lot of stuff wrong we're sure we'll hear it in the comments we, we, we do want to get it straight because we're trying to make yes. this legit and I, all that and best i could and that's the best and jimmy we are definitely going to have you back at some point we got yep. a lot of people to get through but we are honored that you are our first guest Glad you could have me thanks um, so much for coming we out appreciate today. you guys coming in uh if you guys need to go out lunch or something i'll take care of you just let me know what's going on but we'll talk about that and utmost respect to what you've done and what information you've given us. Props to the articles that you're getting and the acclaim you're getting and uh, your... Um, are you an Just in, are a you skater. An in, are you an influencer now with your million? Did somebody call you yet and give you a check? They better. No. Uh, along with no. uh, Independent should be calling you soon mm -hmm. to get you a sponsorship because he's been riding your trucks ever since, since they started. Since 78. But uh, Corpus Christi, one of the reasons that Texas is the reason... Yep. And what a great uh, history lesson for us all here in episode Many great two. skaters came from Corpus Christi. Oh, yeah. So a many lot. skaters. And we'll talk to more of them. Uh, we have now got three in the books, and we not sh we're not sure what the next one's going to be because we're going to take a break. But you won't know that because we're going to keep posting things. And then we're going to do some more interviews and some more discussions. And Carjack, I think we've started this okay. You think so? Um, I'll take it. You'll take it? I'll take it. We'll see if the, the fans take us. <laughs> Share, post, it's a make. Like. It might not be the cleanest make, yeah. but it's a make. Yeah. Uh, find us, post, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, go check out Jimmy's page. Go check out his articles. Go check out all the stuff. Thank you very much, guys, for having and me. And we yeah, appreciate, thanks for coming, man. Uh, you know, everything. What a wealth of knowledge. What a wonderful way to really start digging into Texas skateboard history. Keep digging. And it wouldn't be anything without Corpus Christi and Jeff Bauer, who's mentioned, and Jimmy Gonzalez. We appreciate it, and we'll see you come around the next time.